Y'all know what time it is. Y'all locked in with Panther Politics Sidebars. I am your host, Seven the Panther, a.k.a. the Carolina Hurricane Ridiculous Lane, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite rapper, a.k.a. a whole lot of other shit you shouldn't call me to my face. And today, y'all know I love it when legends in the building. You know what I'm saying? I only fuck with people that, that, that really do this shit. I love it when legends in the building. And today, we got a bona fide legend. Sean Don. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's good, bro? How you living? Hey, man, I'm living well, man. You That's know? Everything paid off. Checks cleared. <laughs> See, right there. <laughs> that means something. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, I just want to give people who may not know, like, we, I'm not going to delve too heavy in the background, but we do need to give them some, some foundation because some people may not know who you are. Right. Um, so, I guess my first question would be, what was the thing that, okay, did you start out rapping or did you start on another side of the game first? I, I, actually, I started DJing. Um, back when I was 13, this was like back in 1990, but that was, that didn't last long. After I built my first crate, you know what I'm saying? Like it was expensive, you know, cause you know, singles was $4.25 and you got to buy two of those things. And I couldn't afford, you know, Technique 1200s, but I did, you know, purchase, you know, two Panasonic Bell drives. And then I had the same Gemini mixer uh, DJ Scratch had in the Rampage video. So that was my crown jewel. But um, but like I said, but once I built my first crate and I seen how it was like, you know, really a lot. And then I knew I had to go buy speakers and all of that stuff. And and I was like, nah, you know what? It, it's cheaper to rap. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, it worked out. So it was like I, I didn't make the wrong decision. But to come back full circle and to DJ full time now is like, OK, you know. But Man, yeah, but DJ was the, that was the first because uh, Jazzy Joyce taught me how to blend. Oh, that's lit. And you then see, that's the other thing. Everybody that know you, everybody that does know who you are will make the connection with North Carolina because you're part of Justice. But right. you're actually from, from the Bronx, if I'm not mistaken. Right? right, yeah. Hunts Point in the Bronx, South Bronx, you know, home of the hip hop. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And on Hip Hop 50, Hip Hop 50, it's, it's only right that I'm talking to somebody from the BX, no doubt. Hey, man, right. you just made, me, just made me remember all of that. All right, that's what's up. So, who who are like some of your biggest inspirations? Because I know what I hear when I hear you, but I but I love to hear the answer to the question. Who are like some of your biggest inspirations as far as MC goes? Oh man, definitely Big Daddy Kane off the top. You know what I'm saying? That and Kane was definitely my blueprint. Um, Lord Finesse was definitely yeah. the the upper echelon of the punchline MC for me. Um, you know, I am from the school of Lord Finesse. I mean, he's from the Bronx. He lived maybe like 15 minutes from my house. You know what I'm saying? So it was like that guy really showed me how to battle without showing me personally. I, did, I, did, I didn't grow up knowing Lord Finesse or nothing like that, but yeah. I was an avid fan and I, I watched what he did throughout his career. But especially then in, in those early years, I was like, yeah, I want to be like these guys. And then Craig G, another, you know, surgical Ooh. MC, you know, another, you know, songwriter slash battle rapper. You know what I mean? It's like, you see the pattern. Kane was, yes. you know, a songwriter, a, 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 a top tier showman, and a battle Ooh. MC overall. Finesse, same thing. You know what I'm saying? I watched Finesse battle in real life. So just like, I got to see that one time. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is me. He is me. You know what I mean? And then Craig okay. G, of course. 
you know, what, what he did to Supernat. And, you know, Supernat was like out of here on the lyrical spectrum. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So definitely those three. And then, of course, you know, the Nas's, the Hoes, the Bigs, you know, like I, I, you know, I took from everybody that, you know, I admired their work because especially at that time in New York, everything that was coming out on, on that on that level. I won't, I won't say everything. I'm not going to be a revisionist and act like New York had no flaws. It was no wild whack MCs, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But I'm just keeping real on the commercial scale. My heroes were on TV and they was they was knocking it out the park every time. So, you know, I I, I definitely was tapping in to those main three. That that's the that's I, I would say they're part of my, excuse me, that's my lineage. No doubt. You know no what I'm saying? It was dope to hear you say Craig G too, because I feel like he's one of the one of the many MCs, um, especially that come from that era that doesn't get they just do. I don't I think him, Master Ace, it's a few people, you know what I'm saying, from that era that don't get they just do. Who's you rap? I feel like doesn't get his just do as well. So like right. that's dope. <laughs> that's super dope. Now yeah. we're gonna fast forward a bit. How did you get tied in with Justice League? Uh the story is 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 simple and but funny, man. So <laughs> I used to go to a, a school called Barber Scotia in Concord, North Carolina. I started college oh, no. in ninety. I started college in ninety four, so I did there ninety four, ninety five. Took a year off, then I went back in ninety seven, and then I met this. You know, it's like because like that school was attracting a lot of people from like up north, so like a lot of people from New Jersey and everything was coming down. So one of my homeboys, Anon, he wound up transferring to Central after I left Central. I mean, excuse me, after I left Scotia. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. He transferred to Central uh, probably at 98. And then he called me randomly. I was back in New York. I was working for a law firm. And, you know, you know, and then, then he just called me. He was like, yo, son, you need to come back to North Carolina. And I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I said, yo, I, I said, I'm making money. I'm home. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I am a, I'm a true native New Yorker. Like, I like, there's nothing else I need from this world that New York doesn't have to offer. New York has everything. New York is the the center of the universe. Everybody comes here. But Thanks. he was like, he was like, nah, you gotta come. And I was like, I said, where you at? He was like, I'm at North Carolina Central. And I'm like, what's where's that? He was like, it's in Durham. Put put, put a hold on that because I, I got I'm gonna do a, a quick story on that. So I was like, all right. Then he was like. Yeah, you know, it's, it's HBCU. Now, Scotia was HBCU too, but I'm like, yo, that was a small school. It was like, you know, 485 students. It's a small Presbyterian college in, in, in Concord. But I was like, nah, son, I'm, I'm I'm good. But he was like, nah, B. The ratio was like 20 to 1. I was like, I'll call you right back. I went to the office, <laughs> to, to, to the partners, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go back to school, yo. <laughs> and, they, and they wrote me a, a um, recommendation and everything. Two weeks, I got accepted to Central. This was in, like, I got the call, like, January, like, 12th. And I was in Durham, North Carolina, January 19th. Don't ask me <laughs> how. Don't ask me how I was able to get my transcripts and fill out this application and send it out and get accepted. I was supposed to be In a week. There. I was supposed to be there. God did that. Yes. But, but now, that, that footnote that I just told you about, like, four, 30 seconds ago, I found like some old papers from from high school at my mother's house. This was years ago. And I had a list of colleges that I wanted to go to. You know what was number one on the list? Central? North Carolina Central University. I don't even remember. 
I don't even remember ever like looking into that, but that was the first school. It was that. And then like when I graduated, I got accepted to like seven schools, but like five of them were actually six of them were up north. And I was like, I'm done with this wintertime stuff. I'm done with the snow. I'm not going further up. So I did get accepted to Virginia State, but I bypassed that school because New York had the first summer jam in 94. I won tickets on Hot 97. So I had to make a choice, go to school or go to summer jam. I'm going to summer jam because you know why? I was already going to be an MC. It was like, it was already written. Like after being the best rapper in my high school and there was a lot of dope MCs in my school. So like, I'm beating my chest for real. I had to go through and beat everybody. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. like, but if, like if you look at my yearbook, it all said, can't wait till you get in the game, see you at the top. Like it was nothing of anything else. It was all music based. And Stevenson was not a musical school. This was just a regular high school. You know what I'm saying? But in them lunchrooms, hey man, I was the king. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, so when I got to, so when I got to Central, that's that's basically how I got to Central. I mean, in a nutshell, it was just that one phone call that brought me there. And it was just a, it was like the Big Bang Theory. You know what I'm saying? I was basically like that last component that came in at the right time because there was no league when I got there. There was no oh, league. Wow. There was no league. There was no little brother. There, 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 there was a rapper named Fonte. There was a rapper named Big Pooh. There was a producer named Knife Wonder. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there was no Justice League. Oh, it okay. just it just happened. Like, it was just you know elements just swirling around, and then boom, and then it just became. You know what I'm saying? But in that short span, you know what I'm saying? So, wow, that's how that thing of ours started, man. It was just like at the right place at the right time, and then that's just great. to give you a quick backstory. Me, Fonte, and Big Pooh were a group called Gimme before there was a little brother. Oh, shit. So, and we recorded a whole entire album. Like, th that Gimme album was the prerequisite to what Little Brother became. And okay. the only reason why you have a little brother is because I left and thought I wasn't coming back. So this was like 2001 maybe something like that. So I went back to New York and I, I didn't, I didn't think I was coming back. And then, you know, um, so the stories, you know, um, Speed was originally supposed to be, you know, Tay and, and Median, but Median didn't make the session. Pool got on it and they did Speed and then the birth of Little Brother happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, the rest, like, is history, rest <laughs> is history. So then when I, then when I came back, you know what I'm saying? I came back to a whole new regime. And I was like, yo, I'm stepping all the way out the way because this is what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And then a lot of people on campus was like, yo, why are you not a little brother? Because I'm like, I'm not supposed to be a little brother. Gimme was gimme. This is little brother. Like a lot of people were mad, but I mean, not, I won't say like a lot, but it was like a good, a good number of like the fans that was on campus that know what we was doing. Cause we was like, we basically set it off on Central. Like we won like, you know, talent shows on on campus. We had like makeshift posters, who the hell is Gimme all over the place. Like we had like, yo, people knew who we were. And then we was battling too. We was like, nah, son. But then 
when, you know, when I came back and then, you know, Little Brother started, like the people that was from like day one, it was like, yo, why are you not a part of that? And I was like, I'm still a part of it, but I'm not in the group. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm I, and truthfully, I'm glad I thought I wasn't coming back because we had never got Little Brother. Man, it, they, and they, they, people don't know about the little small things that could potentially change the entirety of their hip hop. The history. whole thing. I mean, now, would, would Gimme have, you know, reached Little Brother Heights? We'll never know. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, if, if you know what I'm saying, if I'm like the better man that I am, I would say, nah, like we would have still made a name. We'd have right. still been dope. But Little Brother's special. And, and 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 I also think it's it's the balance between Tay and Pooh. Having me in there, it would have been we would have been a dangerous group. It, it would have been dangerous. It'd have been dangerous. It'd have been, it'd have been dangerous. Like because I feed off of the energy. So ball for ball, I'd be wanting to go with Tay for being like super visual. I'll be going with Pooh because Pooh is an incredible storyteller. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, so I'm like, I'm just going to take the best of both worlds and just give, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, I think it would have probably been, we would have, it would have been good, but Little Brother is great. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad mm -hmm. I was, I was, uh, you know, the, the divine intervention of moving me back to New York for that short moment for Little Brother to start. And I'm like, nah. So I so I I I can honestly say I, I'm the reason for little brother. <laughs> yo, them niggas shot. Yo, I'm gonna tell you the funny shit. Um, Super had his album release party for seven years of bad luck, and he put little brother on the bill. I had never heard of him before that. Yeah. Um, so I get to Charlotte, and he's like, "Yeah, little brother performing tonight." I was like, "Who is that?" And he was like, "Yo, that's that's knife." I already knew knife though, but I but mm -hmm. I didn't know him as knife wonder. I just knew Pete. You know, what I'm saying me and his brother Charlie Mack was cool. Right. So um, rest in peace, man. Yeah, recipes, Charlie Mack, for sure, man. Man, yeah. you know, the funny thing is I be thinking all the time, man, I wish Mack was here to see what I'm doing now because he always like, yo, man, I love to hear you rap, bro. Like, I'm like, yeah, it, it ain't nothing. But, like, anyway, long story short, I get in there, and I've never heard Little Brother. Now, mind you, when I finally heard their music on the way home, I could not believe this is the same guys I just saw on the stage because their music is so smooth. But them niggas right. was like MOP on the stage. I was like, yo, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they command the stage, yo. man. Real talk, that shit is crazy. So, I mean, after, so after you got, you left out, uh, Gimme was done, Little Brother started, you came back, Justice League is now becoming a whole thing. Um, right. and, and I will say this, I do believe there are some people who are supposed to be solos. Right. So when I listen to your music, I feel like Gimme not being a thing was a was a blessing in disguise. Because right. as much as I would love to hear you with Tay and Pooh, yeah, right. I like something done by himself, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I think what you bring to the table is something, like you said, you took the best of both worlds, but then it's also still got your sauce on it because the, the difference right. is you're from the home yeah. of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care what anybody says, there is an element of, of advantage for most MCs from New York if they really live the culture. Mm -hmm. There's an advantage there. There's an advantage there. So like when you came out the gate, what was your first your first project was, I, I just had it. Well, like, actually the first thing I actually released was a mixtape called um, Slow Leaks. I released mm. that in 2003. This is when I was, you know, back living in New York. I was back, I was back in my hood. I was back in Hunts Point. And, you know, the cover art was trash. I, I mean, I, I had nobody to do my artwork. I did my artwork on my own. I went and got somebody to take the photo. And I was like, okay, looking over their shoulder on Photoshop, do this, do this, do this. It was trash. <laughs> but, um, 
But the bar work was money. That's all I really cared about. You know what I'm saying? And the and the wild thing is, so you figure this is 2003. This is when message boards was, you know, the thing. Sure. I got on these message boards. Was like, yo, my name is Sean Don. I'm part of a crew called the Just League. I got a mixtape. It's ten dollars. I was like, you got to send me your money order so you can get your joint. This is before commerce, e-commerce. Like, so people was really sending me ten dollars on, on like you know, uh, what was it called? The um, Western Union. Oh, shit. that paid my <laughs> rent in New York. Like, I, I saw, I saw that many mixtapes. It was paying my rent. So, um, but then. The thing what I would do without knowing, this was not even like a marketing ploy or nothing like that. I started to basically like, like, yo, these people are really taking their chances of sending some random rapper out of the Bronx $10 for a CD. So I was like, the best thing I could do is just give them a, a personalized freestyle at the, end of the, at the end of the joint. It was a different beat and a different rhyme every time, but I always put the person's name in the joint in some grand scheme, you know what I'm saying? That's so... What 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 happened was people that got their joint, they were like, "Yo, I got a I got a a special shout out at the end." Like he did a whole like freestyle for me, and another person was like, "He did that for me." This is the same beat because he did it to this. Now nah, he did it to this, and they started like, "Yo," so like again, it was just I'm I'm, I'm from the, uh, the the customer service, you know, saying world. So like this was my hey, thank you. It's it's a pleasure, you know. Th- I I appreciate you even the pouring your money into me, like you know. So the least I can do is give you a verse that nobody else got, and that right. kind of was the the start of the Sean Don fandom, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And they that people respected that from me. So then after that, I did a couple more mixtapes. I did you know Ambitions of Rider live from the Seven One Eight. I got so much work out there. I don't remember what I got, but um, <laughs> but then I I um I released my first album, uh, Carnage, in two thousand eight. So that's when I actually had something in stores. Like that was in it was in Fye. It was in um Virgin Music Store. It was in Barnes and Noble. Like I was like, yo, I'm really out here. You know what I'm saying? But like, you know, that all came from. <laughs> seeing it was possible, like Comanche dropping wooden nickels and then little brother getting the record deal. That's when it was like, I can really do this on a professional scale because I saw the blueprints, No doubt. you know what I'm saying? And I mean, that's how it always was for me, even back in Hunts Point, when I first saw one of my guys, Mike Smooth, rest in peace, he was the first one out of my hood with an independent record deal and had vinyl in the store. He showed me it was possible to do it as like, yo, like you can actually go be a rapper for real. And he was dumb nice, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I got to do this. So I'm like literally the first one from my hood to be in the sauce and double XL and go on tour. So then my hood looked at me as like, yo, you the blueprint for us. You know? Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? But- it, was, uh, it was the same way when I was coming up, we, we looked at Solo and Murray and JVC Force and Public Enemy and Rock Him and all of them the same way because it was always a thing. It's always been a thing where the boroughs get recognized really heavily for Long Island all when it's kind of get left out of the conversation. So I'm like, you know, but but growing up, yeah, I love Big Daddy Kane. I love Coogee Rap. I love KRS-One, but my idols like Rakim, K-Solo, mm-hmm. Chuck D, you know what I'm saying, uh, Pasta Noose, uh, cats like that, because I always felt like, uh, and people think I'm crazy when I say this, I'm like, the boroughs get all the love, but Long Island got some of the most creative and out of the outside the box MCs you ever gonna find. Like nah, Rakim was super calm when everybody was screaming. Long Island is the sixth you know, 
<laughs> like yeah, now, Long, like- I- Long Island is a borough. Like you know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, like we always show love to Long Island. You know, what I mean, because of look what came out of Long Island. You can't deny that. It's like, you know, I mean, the way we feel about Long Island is the same way we felt about Jersey. Facts. Come on, like we got Latifah. It gave us Red Man. It gave us mm. Tretch. Like you know Man. what I'm saying? Like, come, like stop <laughs> playing. Like so, like Long. I mean, so Long Island was the same way. Like. Come on, like leaders of new school was bred out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, right? You know, say of course, Rakim. Like that's 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 the that's that's the that's the alpha of love out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, but a lot came out from out there. EPMD. You know what I'm saying? It's like, hell yeah. You know, but it was just at a, at a perfect time. It was you know that's that was that's the cradle of our existence. You know, that time and. The five boroughs plus Jersey and Long Island. They're just the perfect extensions of of New York. It's just, Absolutely. You know, but Absolutely. No, we don't we don't we don't separate we don't separate them. You know what I'm saying? At all. I don't think we ever did. Not, you know, I'm not even trying to be a revisionist. I never saw a separation. I always thought like nah, like yeah, of course, yeah, New Jersey, that's a whole nother state. But like you just we just separated by the GWB. Like that's it. Like George that's Washington it. Bridge is the only thing that separates <laughs> us. And as far as Long Island goes. Dude, that's Long Island. We got six boroughs. Like I never saw Long Island as anything else, but the six boroughs. You know what I mean? But you can hop right on the LIE and go out there. It ain't nothing. Exactly. Too, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know. So I gotta ask, so because I always wondered about this, and, and I think you may be. I think I, I did. I did interview Cesar, um, and and I've made it. I've made it a goal of mine to interview as many people from Justice League as possible because I feel like there's parts of um you you guys are a part of hip hop history that should be recognized. Right. Um, but I'm curious about the degree of competition that existed inside the league. Like, I mean, because you were all incredible MCs. So, so I'm like, yo, I know they had to be like, nah, nigga, you ain't out doing me today. Like, <laughs> of course. I mean, it, it was always a gentleman's competition at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, I th- yeah, it was, it was always that, you know, and that, that just brought out the best in all of us. I mean, if you think about it, have you seen anything else like the Justice League since the Justice League in North Carolina? Like, and, and, and that's, again, and that's no slight on nobody, you know what I'm saying? On nobody at all, but it's just like, I'm just saying it is what it is because you think about it, we came out before social media. We didn't right. have these tools, but yet we had Bootcamp come rock with us. We had MERS come rock with us. We had Gene Gray come rock with us. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we really made a stamp with nothing like these dudes was making beats on a computer there was no npcs there was no asrs at the time it was fruity loops and cool edit and we're and we're recording these songs in the dorm room and at cesar's house at missy ann studio you know what i'm saying that was an apartment it wasn't a studio in 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 terms of 48 track boards of mike booth no we was doing this before it became a thing like we pioneered the this whole thing and we was just making music because we just thought it was just dope you know like of course you know like it became a business but it was all culture at the beginning like we were just kids that had you know homework to do because we went to college (laughs) it's like we had little jobs and everything else like outside of you know um at the time you know, Tay Knife, they the only ones who had kids, you know what I'm saying? But it's like the rest of us, we was running wild and free. It was like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, we we superstars in this place called the Triangle. 
and and then we became the staple in North Carolina. And it would happen so fast because you think about it, the Justice League as a whole, that was two years. If you really think about it, the Justice League dissolved after like two, like maybe 99, 2000, 2001, maybe three, maybe three. Like wow. for real, because you got to think about it. When HOJ started, that Justice League thing was done. Like, but it wasn't um, a big public dissolution. Right. But, you know, we moved forward, but the, the legend of the league continued to move because we were still all moving. Even if we weren't together, it was still the movement. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's why like a lot of people used to get lost. Like, so the Justice League, and then you got Hall of Justice. And then people are like, oh, so Scudder with the Justice League? Like, no, Scudder's Hall of Justice. It was like, <laughs> like it was a lot of confusion with the branding. Absolutely. But like, yo, but you got to think about, but again, the Justice League as a working collective moving forward together was a short span of time. And then Hall of Justice, that was me, little brother, legacy, away team, big doe. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was over there, everybody else was over there, but it wasn't, it wasn't beef. You know, it wasn't like, you know, if I see you, what's on site? It just, it's just like the way business was handled and the way we were moving. We were just growing up. That's at the end all. of the day, at the end of the day. So, I mean, like, I don't want nobody to get it misconstrued. Like there was something like an issue. It was just, you know, like it was 15 of us, B. <laughs> it's like, it was 15 of us with, with, with no contracts. Like, <laughs> like there was That's a lot it, of personalities to handle. Like, a lot of personalities. To... Right. But, but that mark that we, that we created out of nothing, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever see that again. And, but like, but you got people like Cooley High that took notes and I love what they doing. Love it. You know what I'm saying? Like Charlie and Tab or like, but, yes. but you know what I'm saying? But, but that's, but that's a, but that's a group. You right. know what I'm saying? We were a unit like that unit. You won't see again. Oh, because, no, no, no. And, 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 I, and the reason why I say that, I mean, is because now as, as talented, and deep-rooted hip-hop is in North Carolina. There's no unity. And everybody's, I'm going to put it on for my city. Like, you don't even own your house. You, you got an apartment. How you going to take, this is your This is your city? Like, like yo, strength in numbers, B. Strength in numbers. Like, we, like y'all don't got to be signed in the same umbrella, but move forward as a collective. Because the thing is, North Carolina, as a state, will always get looked over. There's no awesome. industry. There's no industry here. So this is why you get left over. Oh, you got New York, you got Jersey, you got Virginia. Because let's not act like Virginia ain't put a chokehold in a rap game for a minute and in an R&B game. You know what I'm saying? And then <laughs> after that, you skipped over North and South Carolina and went to Atlanta. Straight to Georgia. Yep. Straight, straight to, to Georgia. Straight to Atlanta. Straight. And it's been a and it's been a dub. So when they think of the South, they think of Atlanta. No uh, on, 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 on the East Coast side of things, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I think that's what it is. There's, there's a lot of foolishness that happens in this market now where instead of you know cheering your front runner like shame gang is the front runner my artist okay. shame gang is the indeed front runner he's whooping everybody ass like let's just keep it a buck you know what i'm saying i'm gonna use my platform to say this and <laughs> continue to say it because he remind <laughs> me of me you know what i'm saying he, he's, he's he's me but he's about to take it to superb heights 
You know what I'm saying? So we got some things in the work for him. But like, I, I even watched it. I was like, when seven years ago, when I started working with him, everybody was his friend. Like, yo, you like, like they was all like together, right? He gets with me, I'm giving him game from the OG perspective. Right. Hop over this hurdle because I did this already. Hold did that so you ain't got to do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and he did that and he started to listen. And then we started to pull away from the pack. Then stones were thrown. Then darts hmm. were thrown. And I'm like, yo, bypass all of that. I tell him, don't fall for the trap. Don't give him no, no light because they trying to get your attention and knock you off your game. And I'm like, these were people that was just rocking with you, but you never said nothing crazy about them, but they saying crazy stuff about you. But I was like, expect this, because that happened to me. That happened to me at Central. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, wow. man. Like, yo, me and me, Tay and Poole had to knock some heads off. Like, it, straight up live live combat. I was like, yo, because that one dude was like, yo, Sean Donald be coming with it. And somebody came upstairs to the room, knocked on the door. They was like, yo, son, outside talking greasy. I was like, what, what's up? Sean Donald be coming with it. I said, he outside right now? I I said, yo, Tay, I'll be right back. Oh, no, no, Tay, no, follow me. He came downstairs, <laughs> and the dude was just standing out there, didn't even think I was coming outside. And I was like, look, if I don't be coming in, we can battle right now. And he looked at me, and I saw the soul leave his eyes. It went dark. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm about to go upstairs. You already lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do no pre-written rhymes. I ain't from the era where I battle you off the top. And I'm here yeah. win or lose. I'm here win or lose. And I'm like, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, I'm going to let you know right now. I'm going to earth you. And he, he he conceded right then and there. And I was like, all right. But again, he was my man's. <laughs> Talking crazy because, you know, I don't know, because he's trying to make a name for himself. And, That's and, and, and he ain't got no career to this day. <laughs> so, and I told Shane the wild. same thing. And I told Shane the same thing. I'm like, you know what? Don't, don't give these people no light. You know what I'm saying? I did that out of principle. I was like, nah, we're going to do this right now. But I ain't going to go to a studio and make no record about you. I'm going to handle you right here in front of your man. Because when I was growing up in New York, I go to your neighborhood and battle you and don't bring nobody with me. If I if I, be, I beat you in front of your team, I, yeah, I know I'm nice. I took a couple of full blast sprints back to the train after that. But like, you know, yeah, that's how you did it, though. Like, that's how you got yeah. your name up and showing niggas right. you saved, man. Like, that's crazy. Yo, That's it. Okay, now we're gonna get to that part because I, I do want to know about how to transition out of being not not necessarily out of being an artist, but evolving into something different. You know what I'm saying, and then becoming a god in light for somebody like Shane. Um, right. A lot of people who come like the thing I, the thing I notice and I laugh about it sometimes when I see it is guys that came through the pipeline the same time we did. Like all of us came pretty much came up at the same time. Um, right. Justice Leagues, uh, Lost Colony, me and Superstition, and uh, like all of us came through the pipeline at the same time. But the thing I'm noticing now is it's a lot of people who came through the pipe at that same time who haven't been able to make the transition to knowing how to be older in hip hop. You know what right. I'm saying? They're still out here trying to run around and compete with the little dudes. And I'm like, bro, that's that's really not the game we're supposed to be playing now. Like, if you're going to still make music, then make it. Right. And, and still do shows and do all the shit you're going to do. But at this point, our responsibility should be taking the jewels that we've learned from going through the fire to make sure that these these little these little niggas don't get burned. Like that right. should be what we're doing. Um, but I think that uh, sometimes that transition gets lost because of, because of the competitive nature of them seeing. Like they always want to be the guy, and I'm like, dog, I don't I don't even care about being the guy no more. I just want to make good music. It's cool. No, like, I'm not tripping. <laughs> I'm not tripping. Listen, I mean, reality has to set in at one point. You know what I'm saying? Like. 
as you know outside of my person you know per, my, my you know personally as a as an mc i'm as arrogant as they come but i'm humble you know what i'm saying but like but on the microphone i have to give you that bravado and I have to give you that arrogance but at the same time as i got older i was like look man I'm gonna keep fighting to be number one, but you know what? There's gonna be somebody doper than me around the corner. It's gonna happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so my soul, like, I mean, I came to that realization a long time ago and I was just like, I don't need to be the best rapper in the room. I just need to be the best me. Cause, cause like my thing is, I mean, I mean, look who I rap with dog. You, you, you know what I'm saying? So like my thing is, and, 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 and I, like I said, I figured this out early when when people really started to give Tay his his flowers early, and I'm like, yo, I do songs with this man, and nobody forgets I was there. I've seen people who who featured on on them records with him, and he just be eating their food up. And it's not like he's going at them; he's just being Fonte, right? You know what I'm saying? But I look at some of them songs we did together. The fans be reciting my bars too. So I'm like, I have respect for myself to be on that level. I'm like, nah, I'm inspired by my mans no or doubt. anybody at that fact. You know what I'm saying? I do a song with you. I know what type of lyricism you, I know what type of times seven is on. I know what type of time you want. So I'm going to level up, not to compete with you, but to bring the same a thousand percent that you bring into the song. You know no what I'm saying? I, I don't come to the, I don't come to the table intimidated or to outshine somebody. I just come to the table to bring my light. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean like, yeah, there's always going to be somebody better around the corner. You know how tired you're going to be, keep trying to be better than everybody. Like that's, 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 a, that's, that's a battle. You can't, you can't win. You exactly. can't like, like people can say like, oh yeah, nobody better than black thought. You want to bet? <laughs> like you, you want to bet? Like wait five the, years, wait five years in the same We ain't even got to wait five. You know what I'm saying? We we ain't got to wait five, but it's just, I mean, because like at the end of the day, in the 90s, when I found out there was a dude in Chicago that was better than Michael Jordan, but he's just not in the NBA. So I'm like, this is our GOAT, but somebody's better than Mike. Reality is always going to be somebody better. It's just that on the stage that they're on, there's nobody better than that person on that particular level. That's just why they're, they're there. Thanks. So I'm like, nah, I just, I just rather build my fan base, make my money, Go home. Yes. That's it. I'm I'm out of the way. I don't need to keep keep fighting for what you know. I, I solidified my my myself. I mean, even to the point when me changing my name when I got rid of Sean Dawn, because I noticed my fan base tried to Peter Pan me when I put out my second album, uh, No Excuses, and I started talking about being in a relationship with the woman who's now my wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it was like. Yo, he in love? I'm like, ain't that the part of the game? <laughs> like, so I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna keep making this type of music to appease you. So I was willing to get rid of 40% of my fan base and start over and keep the 60 that still rocks with me and just do it Be again. Yes. And I rebranded as Finney and Saint Omer. And I'm like, because again, Finian writes all the Sean Dawn's bars. <laughs> like I am the ghostwriter. So I was like, no, let me tell my story as I'm getting older and and I'm just smart enough to continue to sell to my fan base that was buying Slow Leaks in 2003 mm -hmm. because they got kids now. 
20 years later. You know what yeah, I'm saying? No 20 years, they got kids now. You know what I'm saying? They got grown-up kids and they got, you know, new kids. And and what I learned when I, um after I started Golden Era back in 2011, and I put out my first album on my label, The Jamington, I made a clean version. I had the dirty version and the clean version. And I looked at my analytics and the clean version sold more than the dirty version. Because oh, yeah. the fan base I, that grew up with me has kids and they're like, yo, we love your music, but if you ain't make a clean version, I couldn't buy it. I mean, I can buy it, but I can't listen to it the way I want to because I got my kid in the back. Yeah. And I appreciate it. You made a clean version. So yeah. once I start, once I found that out, I stopped cursing in my rhymes. I was like, why not just make a whole clean version from the jump? I went to college. I know how to use words. I have a vast vocabulary. I could still punchline you to death without saying the N-word and and gratuitous four-letter words. I'm like, there's no need. I'm still nice. And I could talk yeah. about paying a mortgage and raising the son and being a husband and still I'll bar you. So I'm like, I'm That's not look, I'm talking about. <laughs> look, I'm not standing on couches at the disco text. I'm sitting on my couch counting disco checks. Like there's a difference. Like, mm. like I'm not I'm not gonna be in the club with the young boys because we got nothing in common. Now, if so, you want to come listen to my music and learn from me, great, but I'm not going to be over there trying to fit in with y'all. And I don't expect y'all to come fit in with me because y'all are 20. I'm 46. <laughs> like, nah, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? So I know my place, but make no mistake, young boy. <laughs> you get in the ring with me. You get in the ring with me. You leaving with nothing. The old man can still go. Don't but I'm not <laughs> right. But I'm I'm not I'm not in competition with nobody, and and that's on every level. I'm I'm in my own lane. Like I'm blessed to be in the situation where I do music full time. No I'm doubt. only a booking agent by trade because that was an opportunity Tay opened up for me, and I was just like, yo, it's still in my industry. And if you think about it, being the booking agent ain't a job, like. I, I mean, I guess the, my, my perspective is like, yo, I get paid to send out emails, B. <laughs> and, 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 my, and my roster, you know who's on my roster? I book Little Brother, Who? The Hamiltones, Be My Fiasco, Shame Gang, Rod Digger, Sadat X, Charlotte Ammons, like, and um, yeah, I think that's all who I got right now. You know, and and and, I, and I, I'm about to see about landing black sheep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know, Drez, that's my man. So I was like, yo, you want? I can book your shows, homie. Like, just let me know if you're ready. You know, like, so, you know, and, and what you talk about the transition from MC to everything else. That's always been my thing because I was at 13 when I started rapping. I was already an entrepreneur in New York. I was selling firewood, <laughs> like in New York oh, City. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I understood business over everything. So mm. when, you know, again, like once, you know, the league and everything, and then watching Little Brother go from from the listening and then continue to ascend, I was like, yo, I just want to continue to learn different parts of the business. This is why I run, you know, Little Brother's merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that, that ain't just a skit. Dunderford Duval is just a character we I created but it's like, no, like, I am like the president of marketing, the UBN, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's little things that I learned along the way 
and I wasn't appointed to do that. I took the opportunity of like, yo, let me lend my expertise to this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know how to sell things. And when I started selling that merchandise and, and then like, it became a part of like, now it's a part of the show. You know, when people come right. to the table, like people don't recognize me off top because I'm not in the photos. I don't jump out and, and, and be seen. But when they start hearing me talk, they be like, yo, you Sean Don? And then I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, and then they want to take photos. But then they start to buy more things. You know what I'm saying? So like Absolutely. it's been that way. It's been that way since we started touring. And then even to now, like I, I turned it into the part of the, like I am the opening act. So like I don't even go on stage no more. Like I, like we don't do like 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 I used to do back in the day. Like Tay and Pooh used to always bring me up. So I would like yo Joe would come to the table. I would run to the stage, and people was like, "Did I just buy a shirt from this dude? What he doing on stage?" And then he'd be like, "Oh my God, it's Sean Dunn." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like now, I, I turned me being at the merchandise table to a show. So it was like. I get online and then I'm like, look, don't play when you come to this. Like you come to the venue, you better come like doors open at seven, be there at seven and buy the merchandise because it's going to be gone. Don't wait to the end of the show because you're going to have hurt feelings and I'm going to laugh at you and I'm going to make a joke about you and I'm going to embarrass you. So people started coming to the show early and they're like, nah, Sean Don at the table, you don't play no games and you get my size and move to the side. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's a, it's, a, it's, it's a part of the little brother experience now. Like I just figured out a void to fill without having to be in rapper mode. Like, yeah, I like being on stage with my brothers, but I'm like, nah, you know what? This is my show right here. I get to see the people before they see little brother. That's dope. You know man. what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just, it's just that, like, you know, I'm, I've always been a businessman. And my thing was, I don't care how talented anybody is. You're not going to outwork me. So I'm like, yeah, you could be the dopest rapper in the world, but you won't have the fan base I got because I have this thing called personality that trumps everything. I've beaten I've beaten rappers that were nice to me in battles because I noticed the crowd didn't understand what they were talking about, but I did. I was getting cooked in one battle. I was getting cooked. This dude was cooking me. He was cooking me. In matter of fact, uh, my man, uh, my man, uh, Claude, he, he, he passed away. He, he went to Central with us. He called me out. We was in the calf and he was like, yeah, Sean, Donald, what up now? And I was like, I was on my way to work. And I was like, all right, then let's go. And we go outside and then people just started to crowd around. It was, again, this was an impromptu thing. He go first and I was like, ooh, this boy, nice. Oh, shit. Fucking me. But I'm looking at around, I'm looking around. I'm not seeing faces scrunch up. And I was like, they don't know. The business mind went to work. So I'm putting my arm around Shorty. I'm high-fiving people. And I'm, but I'm still going at them. I beat them 3-1. <laughs> it's like I beat them 3-1. It was over. But I knew he could me, room, yeah. but I read the room. And that's business, because most people would just come guns blazing. But I'm like, you didn't notice that I got shooters on the roof. And that, that battalion you came with, they hit all the landmines. You by yourself, doggy. And I'm behind a, 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 a bulletproof wall. Like, you already lost. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that was my thing. It was always thinking business and what else can I do in this industry? So, like, if I ever wanted to stop rapping, I could still do music and still be fulfilled. 
Facts. I feel you it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's the whole reason why I do this shit. Because I was right. like, yo, I got I, I need to find a way to stay plugged into the culture. I was like, yo, what I'm doing right now, I I don't know that I can do this for 10 more years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know right. that I want to do this for 10 more years. I, I could literally say, I'm gonna finish my run this year, and whatever I put out this year is just what it is, and I'm just right. gonna stick the podcast from here on out. But I doubt that's gonna happen, but you know, right. it's a possibility. But, but one of the funniest things to... you just said though. Yeah, this made me laugh. Think about it. Somebody asked me, "Who are you the most afraid to battle?" I said, "I ain't really afraid to battle nobody." I was like, mm-hmm. "But if I had to name one person I don't want to battle, and they were expecting me to say Eminem or Black Thought or somebody, I said Will Smith." Oh uh, yeah, and so it was like, "Why?" I said, "Will can rap, dog, for real, and he's funny, and he's funny, and I'm like, people, people don't realize." That will, I think they put his personality over his bar game. Like, no, Will can really rap. He can really rap, and he knows That's how to freestyle. Be- and he knows how to freestyle. Like, dog, like <laughs> it, his his running music was not a mistake. It was not a gimmick. It was just like, yo, he's that's him. Thanks. And he's oh, really yeah. good at what he does. And I'm like, nah, like, yeah, nobody wants to be the one that loses to Will Smith. <laughs> it's like I'd rather get, you know. You know, destroyed by Black Thought, then destroyed by Will Smith. It's just like, yo, you let you let Big Willie style beat you. I'm like, no, I didn't let him. <laughs> it's like, I ain't let him lose shit. Yeah, like, right. And, and, and this is why, and this is why I always say, every time Fifty battles somebody, he won. Like, yeah, the locks are beyond measure, way better than him lyrically. Oh yeah, but he beat the locks. Yeah, he beat Fat Joe. Like, you know, he was given. Ross the business. It's just the fact Ross was smart enough to say, I'm not doing this with you. I'm about to go make an album. Yeah. yeah. See, the people that sidestepped 50 survived. Because 50 went at Wayne. Baby told Wayne, nope, we're not doing this. Look what he just did to look what he just did to Ja Rule and them. And they were selling wild records. No, 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 no. We're not having this. Because 50 won't stop. Ever and 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 and, and that, that's one thing that I I say I have super in common with Fifty. Like I would love to like when it comes down to battling, I I won't stop. I'm like yo, I'm gonna keep coming at you. I'm like I don't care. I'm like, what you gonna do? Like <laughs> like I'm gonna beat you to submission. I'm I, like yo, like no, I, I just won't because it's it's a sport for me at this point, and it's funny, and that's the thing. Fifty was funnier than his opponents. I don't care how nice Jay Z is. Jay didn't want no 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 problem with Fifty. Because 50's not going to stop, and that's going to take 50 off. I mean, it's going to take Jay off his course. And then when you when he when he rope a dope you, you're going to lose. And I mean, and it doesn't matter that you're nicer than him; he's funnier than you. And this is how I beat my man's. <laughs> like yeah. I was funnier than him. He was Kareem way nicer. Wayne. He was way like when I say I was getting cooked. My guy's getting cooked. <laughs> I was like, yo, I walked to work mad I lost but I won but I was like I only won because the fans that the, the people that crowded around and like I say it was like 60% women out there and I'm not saying women don't know punchlines but I was just like yo even the guys out there kind of missed a lot of his punchlines and I'm just like nah I, I won because I was in the right realm if we was in Duel of the Iron Mike I'd have got lost <laughs> I'd have got lost yeah now see but but I mean, but the, the only difference between do the lot I might because like they give you the setup, they give you the word, they give you all right. this. I probably would have. I mean, like if if not, it would have been a great match. But if it was just on some, 
No, y'all just gonna go. No, no topic, nothing. That's gonna go. Yeah, he's still watching, and I'm and and I'm dope enough to under to, to, to say, yeah, I took a loss, but I'm still oh, here. Man. You know what That's I'm saying? But I'm I'm not afraid to lose a battle. I'm not. I'm like, because it's not a career match. This is not WWF. Right. You're not gonna beat me, and then I can't rap no more. I'm like, dog. I'm just gonna come back stronger. Hmm. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you know, you win some, you lose some. Like, you know, I have more wins than losses, so I think I'm good. I think I only lost like three battles. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know how I many y'all won i'm like i'm not even worried about it but you know it i mean again but it's it's just it's, it's just being comfortable in your skin and knowing who you are that's what's going to make you last longer than anybody else true indeed i'm gonna ask you a question i ask people and most people don't have an actual answer for this and i understand why they don't um i actually probably couldn't answer it myself but you got you got a pretty extensive catalog and you mm-hmm. and you rapped with some really dope motherfuckers. Not not just your crew, just like in other just other people that you fuck with that are dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say before I continue with this, I just want to say for anybody that's listening to, that do not know that is not keen to the, the history of North Carolina hip hop or Justice League or whatever. Fonte is incredible. Sean Don's incredible. Rapper Big Pool is incredible. Median is one of the dopest niggas I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Ever heard yeah. in my life. And and I hope that if y'all are not hip to him, that y'all are get hip to him because he's. Man, that shit's fucking crazy. But anyway, I was, I was producing oh. his next record, by the way. Oh, yeah. So he, he we working on some, but we'll, we'll come back to that. I, 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 just, I just didn't want to let that go. But yeah, I am waiting for that, bro. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of 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 MCs. Um, yeah. sometimes it's not necessarily about a lot of the other shit to go with it. But like, there's some other people look at. Um, I'm like, I don't care about the marketing plan or none of that. I want to hear you rap. Can you rap? Yeah. Like, not yeah. just bars, but can you can you tell a story? Can you yeah. stick to a concept and stay on task? Like, that, those raps. people that impress me. Yeah, he raps. He raps. Like, and he oh, got a dope God. voice. And his voice oh, is funny. So I'm like, that's why nah. I love. That's why I love Justice League. Because I was like, bro, it doesn't matter which one of these niggas album I pick up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a fuck with. It. I already yeah. know I'm a fuck with it, but completely fine tune and quality test everything before they put it out. And, right. I, and I know, because like, when I hear it, I know this wasn't no whim. I just recorded no. this without type shit. So I guess my question would be, out of all of the work and all of the people you rap with, do you have a favorite feature that you've done or that feature with you? Or do you have like a favorite like record that you put out? Do you have a, a go-to that like, if you wanted to put, oh, you know, that's a better question. Fuck favorite. If somebody wanted to say, just play me one Sean Don song that's gonna make it all make sense for me. What song would it be? Oh wow! Okay, okay, okay. He said one. I got like thirty. <laughs> okay, all right. If if I have to say one, starvation. Mm. I got I got to say starvation. The hottest product out got my name on it. Everybody rapping out with their differences. I get paid for it. Flyers got my face on it. You know my steez taking pictures with some bitches till the paparazzi cheese. My advocates got me walking with a mean swagger. Hooks and punchlines can make your team stagger. Between women and weed, I only fuck with dimes. And both habits don't affect my money on my mind. I'm always on the grind. Can't afford to fall behind. And you whack-ass niggas can eclipse my shine. You can't handle the truth. Sean Don stay winning. I'm a problem behind bars like mice on linen. Need a 16, I'm the man for the job. Been nice since Mike got his first nose job. You'll never get the best of me. If I was Alex Trebek, I would bet your whole career would be in jeopardy. That was the one, B. It's like, nah. It's like, that That was my arrival with, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, the way the beat came on, I was like, and I'm going first, and then Tago, Tay, and Sean Dilla get on the mic, clash like Titans, strike like lightning. Now, come on, I was like, nah, son. That was the perfect cipher 
rap. And I was like, nah, that just showed I could go, I could go toe to toe with one of the best, undisputed. And it's like, nah, they let, you know, like that, that record, that's the definition of, 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 of me right there. It's like, and, and, and I've got better verses than that. Like, I got some stuff that like, that came out on the, you know, like on different albums, that's way better than that verse. But that verse was a statement. No doubt. That verse that was, was a statement, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I, I would say, if I had to choose one, <laughs> that's the one. Starvation. I know y'all heard that. Go, go listen to it if you have. Go listen to that. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. Now, golden era music. Yeah. Um, I, I remember when y'all. I remember when you started it. Um, like I said, bro, I'll be paying attention even when I don't say nothing. I, I, I'm always watching, and I'm always watching for a reason because I, I know who who I've seen come through the pipeline and who I think will win. You know what I'm saying? Who I think will put themselves in winning positions. And I always watched to see if I was right. And you you were one of the people. I remember when I met you, I bought Carnage from you. We were in mm-hmm. Winston-Salem at the garage. I'll never right. forget. Rhapsody was there. Knife was there. I think um, uh, Act Proof was there. Mm-hmm. It was that was the first time I saw them too. Um, I bought Carnage from you and I went home and I listened to the CD and I was just like, yo, this is nuts. And ever since then, I've been locked in. So I was like, okay. So what what kind of was the the motivation behind starting Golden Era and like who's who's who all is involved or has been involved over the uh, course? So, of- I, so honestly, Golden Era was that restarted my whole wanting to do this thing because honestly, I was ready to stop rapping before that. Like after I put out No Excuses in 2010, and when. Because, like, basically, it was the dissolution of the crew, more so. I and I was that. like, you know what? I mean, it's not like anybody had beef over somebody, girl, somebody, money. It was just, you know, whatever it was. And I was like, look, man, if I'm falling out with people I came up with, broke bread with, been people's houses, and, you know, I, I trust these people. It's like, if the if the industry is anything like this, I don't want to be a part of it. And I'm like, and then I'm like, yo, if I get into a situation like this again, I might, I might have to put hands with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I don't want to deal with it. And plus, I, because like the first two albums, at Carnage and No Excuses, I got deals with, you know what I'm saying? The first album that was with, I always forget the, the name of the label. Um, and that's my bad. Uh, but the second joint was through Traffic. And them, uh, I'm tired. I don't like to curse in my interviews, but I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna go put hands on them because I'm like, yo, give me my masters back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cause you don't need them. You know what I mean? But it's like, yo, they don't answer my emails. So I got to go through other people to, to get that done, but it, it's going to get done. But like, I didn't even want to do business like that no more. I was like, no. So when we was in CNJ in 2011, we met Gazi from Empire. Mm. So it was me, Big Doe, and Gazi. We was like, we got into the van. You know, we, this one we had a little brother van and everything. So Gazi opened his laptop and was showing us the, um, you know, the layout of how Empire was gonna, you know, was working because he already launched it right before he showed it to us anyway. But he was like, right. this is how it works, and y'all can have your labels and put out music whenever you want. And I was like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? But I still wasn't even on that level of thinking. I was still kind of like ready to make my exit, but I was like, yo, I just wanted to see what they're going to do. And of course, you know, little brother was going to be like the first of the crew to set their stuff up the, the way they did it. Cause I think, you know, Tay has, you know, foreign exchange, 
who right. had members only. So then a year later, so this was, you know, yeah, like I think it started year 2011. Uh, Doe called me. He was like, yo, you remember Ghazi and Empire? And I was like, yeah, do that in the van? He was like, yeah. He was like, yo, I think you want to go ahead and start your label, yo. And he was like, yo, just go get your, go get your paperwork done, figure out what the name is going to be. And, like, you know, you can have the freedom that you've been looking for. Because he didn't even know I was going to make my exit. Because, like, when, if you listen to um, No Excuses, the last song was mm-hmm. my exit song. Like, if you, go back and listen to that. You'll be like, yo, he was really going to leave. Because I was, I was tight. Because mm-hmm. this is definitely after the fallout between me and Ninth. Because I was like, yo, I'm going to fight now. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, I was like, nah, I, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this. And again, I don't have beef with nobody. But it was just like, nah, son. If this goes down this way, this is pure sucker shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. So I was like, I'd rather just be far removed, go get a job, and call it a day. Like I, I did my best, yo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so like again, so Doe called me and, and, and put me on 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 game, and he told me what to do, and I was like, all right. I went downtown. Just, I mean, just, I'm, I'm still living here. I was, I was living in, was I in Durham? No, I was in Cary. So I went downtown, downtown Raleigh, went, went to the uh, uh, Secretary of State, got all my paperwork, opened my bank account, and Golden Era was born. And I was like, all right, fresh start. I okay. can do what I want. Then I started having fun again. So then when I recorded the Jamington in, in 2012, Oh, it got released in 2012. So, you know, um, so like, so like later that year in 2011, um, I met my producer ATG and I met him at CMJ the same weekend I met Gaza. Oh, shit. So, you know, when we met, because he was with Static Selector and all of them. So like I met him and I'm like, yo, you know, we was just talking. I think he, 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 he noticed me because I never knew who ATG was. And then we just started talking. And then he was like, yo, man, I'm going to send you some beats. And I was like, I bet. I said, he's going to email, boo So then, you know, a few weeks later, he started sending me joints. And I was like, yo, this dude is phenomenal. <laughs> and, I, and I hit him up. And I, and I didn't even hit him back. I just jumped on Twitter. And I was like, yeah, I'm about to do an album with ATG. And then he saw it. He was like, I don't know. Sean Dawn might be drunk. But he said he want to do an album with me. Because he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't think I was serious. He thought I was oh, just, sure. you know. Because so, again, because you know, he was you know basically a fan of what we did, and he was just like, "Yo, this is opportunity for real." And I was like, "Yeah, start sending me joints." So he said he sent me some joints like for like a few months, but I never wrote or recorded to anything. I just wanted to see where he was at. The consistency, yeah, I feel you. right. But I mean, it wasn't even check consistency. I just wanted to kind of like I just wanted to understand like where he was coming from with his music. No doubt. And I saw and I saw a range, and I was like. He's about to le- he's about to elevate my game, like for mm-hmm. real. So then, uh, during the summer of 2011, I flew to New York. He picked me up, and his um, I think he just you know he, his family they, they got he lived in a, in a building where it was like just two apartments per floor. They got money over there, right? So, mm-hmm. just to put it into perspective, his living room was so big they had a grand piano in there. Damn. Right. So I'm like, all right. So we go to his room and he got Pro Tools set up, the mic, but no booth. This was just like it was wide open space. You know what I'm saying? So he starts playing beats. And then the first song he played, the first beat he played was the last song on, on, 
on the Jamison. It's called The Note. So he played the joint and I'm like, yo, this is fire. And then he's like, yo, you hear the, the sample? And it's the lady going, it's a note. Here's a note. And I'm like, okay, yeah. He was like, don't do no song about no, you know, no relationship shit. He was like, it's, it's a ransom note. I was like, oh, 30 minutes later, the song was done. Ooh. I mean, like, I wrote I that album. Them. I wrote that album in four days. Because like, and everything was written on spot. Everything was written in front of him. I didn't free write nothing. Shit. Everything happened on the spot. Like we we recorded like one, two, maybe two or three songs per day. One song, like you know, one song was one day. I think yeah, yeah the note on day one was the only song we wrote. And I was just like, yo, we got something. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And I was like, because here's the thing, I've never been produced. You would think doing that whole Justice League run. I would have had some type of guidance by the producers at, in the league. I'd never been produced. They mm. basically, I produced those records. They gave me the beats, but I came up with the concept unless it was like something that was already embedded in the beat. You know what I'm saying? But like, I recorded my own sessions. Nobody was in the studio with me, dog. It was really me by myself. Like, for the, for the most part. Like, Crisis did run some sessions for me, but like, 75% of the sessions was me by myself. And I would go in the morning, like, you know, like, you figure like what we did, like the, the chop shop back in the day, like little brother would always come record at night. They would be the night hours, like 10 o'clock to like five in the morning. I'm in the studio, eight, nine o'clock AM. The rhymes hit me in the morning, you know what I'm saying? So I do like nine to like one, two o'clock. And then everybody else kind of like, come in when they come in. But yeah, so it was me by myself. Like Carnage, that, I did that whole album by myself. I reached out to every producer, I reached out to every feature, and everybody did it for the free. Like, That's I, never, I never paid for nothing. I, I'm on a hip hop scholarship for real. Like everybody that poured in their talent is because they saw me working. And that was the only thing, even to the, to the, to the people that shot my videos, I didn't pay nobody for them videos either. Even my video that made it to MTV, my man Alex Gasson, rest in peace. He did that because he was a fan of the work, but like he was working with artists bigger than me. But he was like, yo, I love what you do, man. Like he just he just asked for a hundred dollars to get the materials we needed. And I was like, here, like there you go. But, but 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 for his but for his his uh his expertise and 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 skill set, he did that for free. But like a lot of people, like I said, even from like from all the features, like Sean P, Gene Gray, like everybody that I ever worked with, they just Craig G, everybody. I just like I, I like name dropping the artists I like came up listening to. And I'm like, yo, like y'all are my heroes. And the fact that y'all working with me just shows that I did what I was supposed to do. I followed y'all lead and y'all respect it because I respect y'all. But it's like they're like, nah, you, you gonna put that album out. I, I already know what you're gonna do. You're gonna work and we just we rock with you. So so like, yeah, Carnage, I did that dolo, but like, but you know, you fast forward to the Jamington, this man, ATG was like, nah, do that line over. I don't like the way you said it. The, rock, the line is right, but fix the tone. And I was like, I say your dog, like, Yo, whatever you want, the album's gonna go, you, you, you the captain. I'm just yes. here, I'm just here rapping. And, and that's all I ever wanted. I don't know everything, you know, I know enough. But I don't, I don't want to be the smartest man in the room. You know what I'm saying? I need to learn from everybody else. And, and even when you when you go back and listen to the Jamington and then listen to everything else I ever did, the Jamington, hands down, was my best album. 
because because I got produced. Like you could tell there was a difference. You could tell I, I was I was in my bag of bags. Like I was, I mean, like, cause even cause like cause oh, like so like I said, that that building he was in, I think it had what five floors, five or six, no, six floors. Cause in New York, you gotta have six floors to have an elevator. So I wrote right. the majority of them rhymes on the on the roof. Like, matter of fact, I um I got a song called Skyline. That was, I think, my my uh first single, I think. And then the rhyme, rooftop rap architecture of the skyline. You know what I'm saying? I was literally looking at the skyline of New York, and that's how I wrote that. I was like, I was just looking around, I'm smoking and I'm drinking, and I was like, yo, this is dope. And I'm like, and I go downstairs and, and, and record the verse. Then I go back upstairs and I'm, and I'm chilling. We in the element. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like mm. four days. I mean, like I flew there, I landed at nine o'clock, he picked me up, and we went straight to the studio and got to work. And four days later, we was like, yeah, we done. Like, I think I only recorded one extra song and I did that here in North Carolina and it was the beat that I produced and, and the song's called BBW. I just wanted to add one more song and I was like, I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I got this. And I hit him up, I said, like, I got an idea. And I was like, what you think? And I was like, I know you produced a whole record, but just put an asterisk on this one. It's like, it was just, cause I just started making beats and I was like, let me let me get some shine on here. And that's it. And, and, yeah. the album, and, 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 and we got a lot of rave reviews. Like basically it was like, it was four out of five. That's dope. You know what I'm like the way the blogosphere was was giving me love, it was big. I was getting fours out of fives, and I was like, "I'll take it. It's a five mic to me, but I'll take this four because y'all gave me the 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 the, the rating. The, the the article was was spot on. I was like, I'm not even mad why I didn't get the extra one because it's like I, I I understand why you didn't give me five. No but, doubt. Yeah. But it was just, this this that's the strong four. They was like, yo, not for nothing. Like, yo, you did that thing, dog. And I was like, yo, man, because my producer, he led the way. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't need to have all the, I don't need to have all the glory, man. I just, I, I want to win the war. I don't need the glory. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, if, if you understand how to produce a record, produce me. I'm one of the easiest artists to work with because I don't come in there with the, with the whole attitude of I know what I'm doing. Every new, every every album is is new. Beat makers, if you can't do what he was just talking about, stop calling yourself producers. You beat makers, and there's nothing wrong with being a beat maker. Nothing wrong being a beat maker. Know how to be a producer? Everybody mm-hmm. don't know how to do that. So like, that's man, that's fuck, man, <laughs> yo. On the real, it's crazy because I know I know you worked with a couple of my favorite uh, guys from the from the triangle, mm-hmm. um, with, with Susan and um and and and, and C minor. Um, yeah. I, I love those guys, man. We came up. You know, ciphering out at the NC State, you know what I'm saying, and then doing shows at Shakedown Street and all that shit. But if there was, if there's one feature that you want that you haven't gotten yet, that if you could do this one song right now, who would it be? Wow. Um, it's a good question. All right, so uh, you talk about just in general, like any, uh, any artist from the world, like, or any just- artist, or- It don't necessarily gotta be a hip hop artist, just anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I did the same thing with somebody. Because you know what? I mean, because I have three, but I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to do process of elimination. Like right now, I'm like, okay. nah, like, because I know one is going to happen. So I'm like, I don't even need to say his name. I'll reveal that next. <laughs> 
but it's going to happen because I spoke to him and, and, he, and he he respects my fan game. So I'm like, yo, I was like, you respect my fan game. I'm nice, dog. But um, <laughs> I, I would say to be real, Nas, yo. Like, mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a super fan of Hove. I mean, I, I would love to go ball for ball with Hove, but like, I want to create a song with Nas, like, especially in the space he's in right now. Oh yeah. Like, I'm not looking for for the for the '94 Nas. I I always I always respected Nas' evolution because honestly, that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. following. Like on a real, like I follow Nas more than anything. It's like. He never looked back to go, like, there was no need to, you, you turn around, you turn to a pillow of salt. Like, he's not going to make Illmatic again. No. I honestly always thought it was written was better than Illmatic. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? He's going with this again. Oh, but, man. I mean, as a songwriter, y'all missing the point. Because the thing is, Illmatic was, Illmatic was the hard reset. Absolutely. That changed everything. Everything changed. Just, I mean, basically, it's just like, 36 Chambers was the hard reset for New York in 93. Yes. But Illmatic was the hard reset in 94. But then Big was like, nah, it's mine now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like the way Nas evolved, he just kept on showing his growth. Because as a songwriter on It Was Written, that pen game was actually more superior than, than Illmatic. Because like, I gave you power. We didn't have that on Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? Um, suspects. We didn't have that on them. Like now, nah, like, like I could pull out song. I could pull out nine songs to give Ill- Illmatic a run and, and, and push it to the side. It's just that we were attached to that Big Bang. No doubt. Because when because when Illmatic hit, it 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 changed everything, and and a lot happened to us in that year. Like you figure me in '94, I graduated high school. I'm ready to go to college. Like a lot of life things happened. And I I cut school to go get his album. Like he was supposed to have an album. He was supposed to have an album signing. He was supposed to have an album signing at Sam Goody downtown. So me, two of my homeboys and three chicks, we left school at like 10 o'clock in the morning and was like, yo, we jumping on the train, we going down to Sam Goody, we going to go see Nas. He ain't show, but we still bought the album. You bought the CD. You know what I'm saying? No, I had the tape. I had the tape. I bought the tape. I bought the CD later, but I had the tape. And I remember listening to that record and I was like, yo, there was nothing like this ever. Like, basically, it's the way we felt about Paid in Full. That's what Nas did for us. So, like, I'm I'm old enough to know what Paid in Full did, but I'm too young to have experienced Paid in Full outside. Right, but right. I was outside when Illmatic happened. That's the but difference. That's the that's difference. difference. So that's yeah. why I, you know, like yo, of course, you know, Rakim will always be, you know, Rakim. But Nas is that's that's my marker for me. Like Kane was me as an MC, but Nas was the reset. Like how Rakim was the reset. But you know I was outside with Nas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think for us, especially for our for our generation because we 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 only a year apart age wise so mm-hmm. i think for our for our wave the thing was this it was nas came out um all of those guys that came before that 
we were young and we were impressionable and we were right. just so with what we were hearing. Exactly. And it was like, they're so incredible. But it was something about when 36 Chambers, Illmatic and Ready to Die came out and not and into the stage. Let's not leave Black Moon out of that. Oh, no, of course. No, 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 no. I had Illmatic and into the stage on the same cassette. That's how serious it was. Man, that's that how serious it was. And you had the auto reverse. Dog, I was good. I was good. I, just, I had I had six I had six packs of batteries in my book bag. I was good <laughs> with that one tape. And I would run that for the whole. Yeah, this is why I'm such a fan of boot camp because into the stage was the thing. But I mean, yeah, but go ahead though. Yeah. yeah, like that, that was like you said, it was a hard reset. And, and one of the things that ended up happening was all of us who had started rapping prior to that coming. And, and I tell people all the time, Illmatic changed my life completely. If you mm -hmm. had heard me rap before Illmatic came out, I was I was heavily inspired by Coogee rapping Redman. And, and mm -hmm. I was very, I was very rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But then Nas came out. I heard Illmatic. I went in my dorm room and I literally did not leave my dorm room for almost 16 hours straight playing that album over and over and over and over. Because all I kept thinking was, as a young guy in the city, mm -hmm. this is how my mind operated. Like, I understand exactly what you're saying. And right. I see myself inside this story that you're telling. You know what I'm saying? And I also realize now I don't got to yell at niggas. I can literally just tell them what's on my mind. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and it changed it changed the dynamic for a lot of us. So where we put Jay-Z and Nas, for us, for our class, they showed us how to grow older in hip-hop gracefully. Exactly. They showed us how to do it. So now we have to do that for the guys. So now when Shame right. and OC and all those guys get past 40, we showing y'all how to do it. They'll know still exactly where to go. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can still be dope, but it's just like, yo, just know that you don't have to keep chasing your past to go forward. Just go forward. And it's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna lose the people along the way. I mean that, but that comes with everything. No doubt. But you know, I mean, McDonald's don't make the same type of hamburgers it made in the 50s, but hey, he's still selling billions a, a day. You know what I mean? Like it's like so talk. yeah, you know, but I mean, and that's the thing, it's just like, yeah, we we still have to be leaders. And, and honestly, our age group did fumble the ball yeah. to those that came after us because we didn't, we, we were caught up in our own era and didn't fully explain to the next ones. Like we were just already dismissing everything. It was like, nah, son, nah, son, nah, son. I'm like, yo, what? like then why nah, son? You ain't tell me why. And they like, well, we just do it without you. And that's what they did. And then, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't pass down culture, people will go in their own directions and, and they'll be lost in the wilderness. And this is where, this is why we have, you know, the, the lyricism decline in snapping and crunk and, and all of this. And it's like, dog, are you kidding me? I mean, I'll, I'll say my disdain for the new cats is not even on them. It's awesome. And I mean, you got to think about it. When I really started listening, like my first cassette was Coogee Rap, Road to the Riches. That's the first tape I ever purchased. My mom took me down to Sam Goody and I purchased that thing. And the, the, the week it dropped, like I was, I, I bought that with my own money. So you figure we went from Coogee Rap to Kane to Rakim to Biggie to Jay-Z to Nas and everybody in Wu-Tang and everybody else and everybody else. So you got to think about it. Even like, like, let's say like, you know, Lost Boys, like Mr. Cheeks, he's not a top tier MC, 
but the music was bulletproof. Yes. He kept the girls on the dance floor. They had the dope stories. Renee, you know what I'm saying? Like the jams, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the coops, beamers in the bins. Like they had jams galore. You know what I'm yes. saying? Um, even his second album, like Chiba's, Blanca's, like all of them <laughs> joints, like they had jams. But so you figure that whole era of artists that came out between the, the years of 94 and like 97, I'm thinking is going to be a grand elevation in the next, you know, the next three, four years. And then it declined. And I was like, okay, all right. So you mean to tell me Master P and Silk the Shaka is running the charts. Now, right. all right, they had good songs, <laughs> but I'm like, yo, son, Silk the Shaka been the wackest rapper for a long time. A long he time. Just, he just got dethroned by, by Sexy Red. She's the wackest rapper ever. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what these people going to do? They going to battle me? No, they not. So I like to speak the truth. But no doubt. I was I, I I was more disappointed in the industry because I was waiting for the next level. Because again, we went from mm. Kane to Big, and I'm like, and you see what Big did in five years? It's like five albums. Like he gave you five. I mean, think about it. It was his first album, it's Kim's album, mm -hmm. Drew Mafia album, and then he mm -hmm. dropped a double album. He gave us five records in his short life. You know what I'm saying? And you can only imagine what the next record would have been like if he would not have died. Because, because the, the, the level from Ready to Die to Life After, production-wise, oh, was scary hours. I'm like, dog, who is seeing this kid? Nobody. This is why I always say Big is still my favorite, period, because I'm like, nah, he had everybody's strengths and none of their weaknesses. He, he went to the school of Slick Rick. He went to the school of Big Daddy Kane. And then he was dope enough to push Nas to the side. And, and, and Jay had to play second fiddle. Like dog, like Big was, re like Big no. was really that dude, son. For me, you know what I'm saying? You know what's I, crazy? I, I, I was about to say that, guys, like for me, not, it was always Nas for me. Like I, I love Big, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I mm -hmm. get into a lot of debates with people who are like Big, like, who are, like Big is the guy. And I'm like, I mean, Big one of them. Yeah, but I, like for me, it was never, it was always Nas for me. And I think it's probably because Nas to me was the closest thing to, Coogee Rap and Rakim was my two favorite rappers from the 80s. Right. So if you talk about Coogee Rap and Rakim, if you was to put them together, you get Nas. So that's yeah. that's probably why Nas resonated so heavily with me. Um, right. Biggie, I liked um, I liked more big stuff um, after he got with Diddy. Like, okay, so let's say certain songs on there you could tell was big doing big. Like, Give Me The Loot was big right. doing big. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Some of them records was just him doing him. You could tell when Diddy put his his sheen on the record. You could tell the right. difference. You know what I'm saying? The way, the way he flowing, the way the beat sound and everything. I, I really loved Biggie with Diddy. I love that right. combination because Diddy was like, you so gutter, but you super dope with it, but I'm going to put some smooth shit behind it so they'll fuck with you anyway. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think the, the marriage between the two of them was like, that's probably one of the greatest producer MC combinations that I that we're ever going to see in hip hop. Like it's, right. it's incredible what they do together. So, I, I, but I, again, I always love big. I mean, realistically, lyrically, I, I'm a bigger fan of Jay-Z than I am a big. But it's only because, mm -hmm. and, and it, a lot of that goes back to relativity. 
I right. can relate to some of the things that Jay say on a different level than what I can relate to where Big was coming. And that's understandable. And that's understandable. And the only reason why I, the only reason why I put Big over all of them is because he ran all the bases. No doubt. And he, and he did it seamlessly. Because for him to make a commercial record and it still was respected in the streets, because you got to think about it. Like when Hove did Sunshine, the streets was like, nah, son. When Nas did, uh, I'll put the shackles on your feet. They was like, nah, son. Hmm. But all Biggie's, all Biggie's commercial records was fire. They all came of off. Them. All of them. There was no record. I mean, when I hate the there was no record. But think about it. Even hypnotized, rhyme-wise, he was still street with it. Your daughter's tied up in a Brooklyn basement, face it, not guilty. That's why I stay filthy. Richard and Richie till you niggas come to get me. I'm like, that was a radio record. And he talk about no doubt. a note to the plaintiff. <laughs> a note to the plaintiff. Your daughter's tied up in a Brooklyn basement. Like, nah, son. Like, yeah, nah, big, the big was the guy. He was the one. He was the one. Like, you that's couldn't get crazy. that. You couldn't get that from anybody else. And that was the, that was the only difference. Now, Bar for bar, my man Big L, like it was probably like unbeatable, like for real, like, and 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 that's another another influence from Law Finesse to you know Big L, like he was definitely my favorite, like bar for bar, because he was a, it, it was just nah, there's there's nothing ever whack that came out that man, like he just kept going, it was getting better, but like yeah, but yeah, that that that's just. That's the only reason why I put Big up there is because he ran all the bases and made it look easy. He got stripes in New York like Yankee uniforms, dog. I'm like, Hell come on, son. It's like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? That's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk. <laughs> it's like, nah, son. Yo, but what you were saying about the um, what you were saying about the era transition, mm-hmm. I believe I believe you're right because let's think about when we first ever heard of Jay Electronic, right? But then right. how long it took for him to actually put a project out? Like, if we had done. I do diligence in that era. Like uh, now, mind you, it was a. Um, I feel like a lot of the conflicts that arose out of that era is what kept some of the jewels from being passed down. It was a lot of beef, a lot of beef. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And a lot of people, and a lot of times, it made it impossible for people to move in certain circles because you can't really go connect with this cat because he connected to him, but you and him, like y'all, want to take each other the fuck out. So like, what yeah. are you going to do? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So we missed a large part of that. So then, Master P, Cash Money, all of them filled that void for people who still wanted rap music, but we wasn't giving them what they wanted. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, so then, if you, I think if you if you have somebody like Nas, uh, who, who's been tied to Jay Electronic, or somebody like Diddy, who's been tied to Jay Electronic, if they come right off the tail end of everything you was talking about, and in the early 2000s, around 2001, 2002, when things started, you know, when the Blueprint and uh, Still Maddie came out, I was like, oh, thank God, thank you. Right, okay. it was breath of fresh air. You heard Nas is like, you're like, okay, we we back. Yeah, you know, like, nah, man, it was just, it was just too because that, because that's when the industry understood it was easier to cut and paste the whack music, and it's it, you can't replicate a Rakim, you can't replicate Jay-Z, you can't replicate Big, you can't replicate Nas at, at high volumes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there are, I mean, like, we could turn on the underground rap station right now and discover an enormous amount of talent. But commercially, you can't replicate it. No. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's easier to get somebody that can't rap to say, hey, Go rap this. And and most of these kids is rapping off beat now. So I'm like, we don't even need a pocket anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, I mean, at one point I used to be very frustrated about it 
But then on the other hand, I was like, look, man, this is the industry, not the culture. I, I can't I can't get mad at industry when I am pro culture. So right. I can easily not turn the radio on. I, I have options. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a playlist. And yeah, I, I don't, I'm not I'm not tied to the radio anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we have this thing. We have a phone that you can just make a playlist on whether you're on Apple or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you can just, or buy what you want to buy, listen to what you want to listen to. And then we got, you know, Shade 4 or 5. You know what I'm saying? We, we got the uh, Rock the Bells radio. You know what I'm saying? Like we have options now. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily mad at what the young kids is doing now because it's like, yo, that's, that's their era. This is their time. This is their coming of age. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't doing it for us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and like, and again, not to be a revisionist, but it's like, look, we had whack stuff then that we love too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Ice Ice Baby, I still love that song. Vanilla Ice can't rap to me, but I stop and collaborate and listen. Ice Man is back with a brand new invention. I'm like, that happened, oh, that happened in a <laughs> that happened in a coming of age moment. I remember, you know, being at a school dance and you know, like yo, shorties was coming in when that song came on. I was like, Oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Coming of age. We love Hammer. We love Hammer. You know what I'm saying? Rump shaker. Like, you know, it's like a, a lot of these things weren't bar heavy. But the only difference was, the only difference was we was getting 80% of fire and 20% of the novelty. Now it's 80% novelty and 20% fire. This is the only reason why out of, you know, 10 Gucci mains, we get one J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, it, it is what it is. I mean, you can replicate Gucci Mane all day. Like, you know, now his yes. star power, you really can't, you know, uh, replicate because he's a smart dude. He understands his audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, he can't rap. Like, I mean, this is, I mean, like, come on, we, we have a real conversation here. We have a real conversation right here. He can't rap, but he does understand how to make a good song. Right. Lemonade, I mean, like, yo, I go front. Like, it's a cool tune. I'm not mad at it. The uh, the joint with him and Usher, I mean, Chris Brown, excuse me. I'm not mad at that record. You know what I'm saying? He was in pocket on that record, but ain't no bars there. But no. I don't look for I don't look for Gucci to be bar heavy. So I had to I had to come to the realization of after reprogram my my mind and my ears to what I'm listening to because if I keep saying you can't rap, then I'm just driving myself crazy. Then I'm like, well, you know what I, you can do? You go listen to people that, that used to rap, but I want some new stuff, but I can't get the new stuff on a commercial scale. So yeah. I, had to, uh, I had to understand what I'm listening to and accept it for what it is. So, you know, when, 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 the, when the, them franchise boys, they, they so trash to me, but they had their own <laughs> songs. Lean with it, rock with it. I'm like, I had to understand what it was for. This was not for my for my listening pleasure. This was for, you know, we at the club, we drinking, we having a good Damn. time. Damn. Shorties is dancing. Okay, this is what it's for. Yes. This is not for the this is not for the for the hip hop barbershop talks. I'm never gonna sit Hell here. No. I'm not gonna sit here with with, with seven. I'm like, yo, did you hear that bar? Like, son, he has no bars. There's nothing we can talk about. There's nothing we can talk about. There's nothing we could talk about. We can't talk about Bow Wow in, in, in the respect of adult 
lyricist, but we could talk yeah. about Bow Wow in the respect of longevity. We could talk about his movie career. We could talk about his impact to the youth when he was a child and he grew up oh, with his fan base. That we could talk about. But as far as bars, we can't talk about that with him because he has none. And again, I'm not here to disrespect nobody, but it's just like, yo, I came up when people was cooking on the stove, not the microwave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. and I understand there's levels to it. So, uh, and, and then also, I can't expect everybody to rap on Big's level. I oh. can't expect everybody to rap on Nas level. It's not going to happen like that. So, because if that's the case, I'm only listening to Big and Nas, no matter who's out. No matter who's out. Because, you know like what I'm saying? You said, it's not easy to replicate. It's not easy to replicate. Not easy to replicate. And the it's more they can replicate it, the less valuable it is. The easier it is right. to replicate, the less valuable it is. So exactly. Yeah. And, and and now you see, we ain't have a number one album in hip hop for the first time this year. Well, and I mean, it's, still not, and it's, and it's still not happening. Say again? I think Uzi just went number one. I, I think Uzi. You sure? <laughs> I'll double, yeah, but we could double check. We could fact check that. Yeah, but I, I think, but I mean, at the end of the day, though, that, that album that Uzi just put out ain't a hip hop album. I don't give a fuck if he's classified as a hip hop artist. That's some EDM exactly. shit. That ain't exactly. no rap album. And, and, and that's my and that's my problem because you know I had this problem even when um Diary uh, excuse me um what what's it called uh Lauren's first album they kept saying it's a hip hop album. She rapped three times, dog. Miss Education Lauren Hill was an R and B album. Yes. Stop yes. calling it a hip hop album. She's a hip hop artist who made an R and B album. This is not a rap album. She rapped three times. She did <laughs> Lost Ones. She rapped on Zion, and then she yeah. rapped on one more joint. I can't remember. Like my guy. Yeah. No, yeah. no, like that's not a rap album. It's not a hip hop. Oh, the final hour. Final hour. The final was- hour. Yeah. So I'm like, people miscategorize albums. And, and and just throw them in there just because they don't really respect our joint. They don't respect our culture. So they just throw it in there. That's what the industry does. So Post Malone ain't a rapper, but just for the just for the record, ladies and gentlemen, Post Malone is not a fucking rapper. Okay, I'm done. You know <laughs> he's a leech, but anyway, um Ooh, I wouldn't go. What are you gonna do? He gonna battle me? <laughs> no. No, he's not gonna do that. You know. Not at all. Because he's not stupid. He's he's not going to give me, he's not going to put me on a platform for me to make money off of killing him. He's not going to do no, that. Exactly. Because I will take advantage of that so much. I'll, I'll be waiting for somebody to say something to me. I'm like, oh, please. please. So, I, I will be the new KRS out here. They'd be like, yo, he just got, he got busy on Sun and he made a whole career off of this record. You know what I'm saying? Because had, hey, had Shan never said nothing, we'd have never got a KRS one the way we got him today. Never. All he had to do was ignore him. That's it. Ignore, ignore. You know what I'm saying? Ignore. Oh, shit. I mean, Drake for ignored, real. He retired, so you know. he's like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, and and, and that's all it is, man. But it's like, I, again, I mean, even like as a DJ now, like I'm lucky enough to play whatever I want to play. The only time I'll play this new stuff is for the kids. Like, I'm not going to deny them they, they moment. If right. I'm DJing, if I'm DJing a prom, I'm not playing no Nas. <laughs> it's like, they not connecting with this. I'm playing all the records I dislike, but that's their time. And right. they'll grow up and then they'll be on my side. Like, yo, why don't you play Nas, son? But like, you wasn't ready for that when you were seven. Yeah, yeah. Nah. 21 <laughs> now. All right, now that's, you know, I can school you on this, but now I can give you balance. 
Facts. Take what take take what you got. That's for your time. Go stand on a couch or two. Spill some spill some drinks. You know whatever. Talk to a hey. shorty and get and, and get busy. But but I'm gonna put you on game on how to listen to some some doper stuff. But take it as you will. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to introduce some stuff that you missed. Because you got to think about it. That's what happened for us. Like we grew up on the Tina Turners and Anita Bakers and the the, uh, the Luke the Vandrosses and yes. and the Teddy Pendergrasses, but we still had Rakim, Kid and Play, LL Cool J, Run DMC, and we got to, and then when we go to the to, to the family functions, they playing all Frankie Beverly and Maze. We we we, we, we and, 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 and the thing is, the thing is, we got to see how they received the music and why they danced to it. And you know what I'm saying? Because now in our age, we go to a party. Like I'd rather I'd rather listen to, to, to the 70s jams. I don't I don't have to listen to rap music when I'm out now. No doubt. Like you can you you could play disco, you could play funk, you could play soul, you could play, you can go back and play some Motown. Four hours, and I'm good because I was already introduced to that. Right. We didn't introduce that to to the next wave because we were on our own high horse because we was on a high. And we was like, it can't get no better than this. And then when it didn't, we resented it, and we resented anybody else that was from that era. It was like, man, the hell with y'all. <laughs> it's like, we on our own, y'all. And it was like, no, we did this wrong. We did we did the culture a disservice, man. That All of us. You might have said that the best I ever heard anybody put that. That that is that's very true. That's very yeah, true. Man. We fumbled it. We fumbled it like a motherfucker. Like, uh, and I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. There's a lost error. The lost error is because of us. And, and 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 as soon as as a collective, we take responsibility and accountability for it. The I, I guarantee the the generation after this one will be like, will put us on it because you got it. I mean. Look at all the, the the young rappers that's coming out now, and they're actually really good because you see, like everything always yes. comes back after 30, 40 years. Everything comes back in a circle. Oh yeah. So you got kids like Corday. I'm like, come on, man! Like, what yo, get this, get this young man his flowers. Yes. He's rapping. He's rapping. Give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not throw him under the the, the young boy bus. <laughs> like, nah. Like, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. It's just like how. Um, what, what's your man? Um, Joey Badass was when he first came out. Like when all of them came out, I was like, "Yo, they sound." They they gave me the same feeling I got when I first heard Duck Down. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I was like, "Yo, they are going for it." You know what I mean? Um, just like uh, um, Tyler the Creator and his crew. I was like, "Yo, like the the young kids, they know they they know the real, they know the difference." Absolutely. So, and so, like, we need to get behind them, and it's like, oh, we gotta celebrate them. Like, let that old stuff go. I'm not saying forget about it, but like, celebrate it, and then celebrate the new ones that's trying, because they're trying and they're gonna get better. And then, and all of them did get better. I mean, look at Tyler. He's 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 a musician now. Like, Man. you know, what I'm saying like he's like, like he gets he gets making music. You know, you look at. Joey, like he just got better as a as a lyricist. He's just like, yo, he didn't stop. He didn't peak. He became you know a better he, he, he wants to get he wants to get better. And I'm like, yo, like, all right. And I, now and I get personal preference. I'm like, all right, you may not like that sound. Okay. But let's not act like they're not doing their very best. 
And, right. and and plus, and the other reason is because it's generational. We don't have any more coming of age moments. Like, I, I think our last big moment was get rich or die trying. Yeah. For our yeah. generation, for our generation, yeah. get rich or yeah. die on a commercial scale, on a commercial scale, get rich or die trying and, and, uh, and, and graduation was the last of the last. Cause it was like, these are things that only resonated with us for real because it was still a part of our life story. Then once we aged out, because we're not listening to hip hop 24 seven, like we did in our younger years. Like, right. you know, when you went, when you were in grade school and you went to high school and your first four years, of, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you do four years of college, whatever is your cup of tea, that's what you scrapped you and that's what you drinking all day. But then once you oh. got to go in, out in the, in the real world and you raising children and you got a job and you know what I'm saying? Like that way of life don't happen. I'm like, yo, I love video games, but you know, the last time I ever bought something like like dog, I have a I have an Xbox filled with all the games from the golden era. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> ask me the last time I played a video game. I only turn it on for my son. Bro, I don't play the games uh, because it's like, yo, I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I like, I mean, and it's not like, oh, that's childish. No, it's just that I don't have time for it. So it's the same thing with music. Like I can't be listening to to rap 24-7 anymore. It's just, I mean. It's not a part of my, my my daily anymore. So, you know, we do age out of things. And it's like, yo, like, you know, like uh, you could pick a new rapper today and, you know, like for whatever reason, you may not like him, but he can be the new Nas or she could be the new Lauren. You know what I'm saying? But it, there's no there's no moment for us because we're not fully immersed into yeah. it. And that's the only difference. So when you see these kids excited about a record, I mean, don't get in their way. It's Dave record. And, 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 and plus, you got to think about it. Just go back 10 years or 15 years. The artist that was popping, Yin Yang Twins, they're gone. gone. They're gone. But they served the purpose. And now the people that championed Yin Yang Twins back in the day, you ask them about that now, they'd be like, eh, yeah. <laughs> it was cool when I was a kid. It was cool when I was a kid. It was cool when I was doing this because I was in that space. But they grew out of that. They aged out of that. And now they're like, nah, I need, I need somebody with some substance. So then they started like, nah, J. Cole is my champion. Kendrick yeah. is my champion. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. Now, do, now, I mean, like, I'm an I'm a avid Cole fan. I'm an avid, you know, uh, Kendrick fan. But I, I don't listen to Kendrick's albums as much as I listened to it was written. <laughs> to this day, I'm still playing it was written like it just came out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, un unless the music super you know, resonates with me. Like, when Little Brother put out Made the Lord Watch in 2019, it's 2023, mm. it still feels like 2019 to me because that record resonated with me. Of course, yeah, it's a part of my story because I rolled with those guys. However, right. I'm still on the outside of it as a fan. And they made something that resonated. So I'm like, and I'm not saying, oh, Kendrick gonna resonate with me, but it's just like that man at his age is making music to, to appeal to a certain demographic and he has to sell two, three million records. 
So that won't super resonate with me because you're not just making music to make music. You're making music to sell. I mean, of course we all are. It's just right. industry. But the difference between Little Brother making a record to sell, they're doing it for legacy. They're doing it for, you know what I'm saying, the culture. They're doing it for them and they're making money off of it. So it's not money first. They're not right. signed to a contract that says, well, if you don't sell this many records, you're done. Like right? they on their own time. And this is why a little brother record to this day will always resonate with me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I enjoy a Kendrick. I enjoy a J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? But like again, because of the age difference, I mean they're not too far from age, but it's like they're not necessarily making music for me. And plus it doesn't hit the same if if I wasn't if I was 30. It's not going to hit the same. If I was 30 right now, I'd be like, man, they know better than this. I don't care what you talk about, homie. Yeah. Like, because again, it's it it it's 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 the moment, it's the time, it's the it's what's happening that is it's life changing. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So and, and, and real it, like, if, um, yeah. like, uh, who was who was it you was talking about? Okay, so like uh speaking in that term, like I look at it kind of the same way. Cause I remember when I was young. Um, when I when I was still in high school, I just got the you know got the got the rally when I was in high school out there. It was about seven tribe that went crazy. It was a group called uh, Trees of a Different Soil. It was Yag Food Front. It was a lot of different rap groups that was doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was amazing. I, in my mind, don't nobody in North Carolina rap. You know what I'm saying? Like that. that right. But I was I was shocked by what I found. But okay, so I saw that. And at that time, Mr. Funky Man was at Shaw University. So they, so DBS and them was taking him around, making his rounds. And I was like, yo, it's a dope crop of MCs. And then I got a little older, uh, graduated high school. And I'm, now I go to college in Winston-Salem. And I'm like, yo, all these dope rappers I'm finding in Greensboro and Winston-Salem, yo, it's a dope crop of rappers out. But I started realizing as I got older, <clears throat> it's not just when new rappers come out that the era changes. I can barely hear you. It's starting to sound like it's all treble. It's still the same. Sound Come back on. All right. There you go. What? The better? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know why yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like as every as every era goes. And your video's just... going too. Huh? Your video's off. Damn. Okay, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But now, nah, so like I feel like it, it takes a certain kind of artist to signal that the to signal that the era has shifted. Um and I think those guys that I just named and, and the other people that are running, uh even the, the young sister from Winston Tia Kareen, who just she was on the freshman cover. Um and, and I mean I mind you, Shame and, and people like him are closer to to what I what I love. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna t- tune into that when it comes out. Tia wow. Kareen. I support her just because she's from Winston-Salem, you know what I'm saying? And Winston-Salem was where I became a man, where I became the seventh Panther that everybody here now. 
that's that's where that happened there. So like Trey Ford artists, Big Remo, all of that. Like I'm 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 holding down people from from that area. But mm-hmm. I realized that when you see it happen, like when Rhapsody finally emerged, emerged. You know what I'm saying? We knew who she was, but like when she emerged, emerged, it changed, it shifted the, the era for female MCs, in my personal opinion. It changed it. Boom. You got a you got a new one right here to set in the bar. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Once you find those artists, that's when I that's when I can notice a significant shift in the era. Now, what I'm thinking right now is this: what you said before falls back into that line because you are are involved in the in the evolution of shame. Um, many of us from the three three six area were involved in the evolution of OC from NC and involved in the evolution of all these other artists that are that are younger guys that we saw and we had we like you're good. We gonna put some we gonna put some muscle behind that. Let's come on. Let's get you on right. some stages. Let's tell some people who you are. Because we did that, and because you have hands-on in shame situation, because of that, his evolution in the game and what he gives to the person coming behind him is going to be different because he's going to want to mirror what was done for him. Right. And so, bro, I, I, as much as I love what you do as an artist, and as much as I, I, I've, I've never been to a party with DJ, but my people that have said, yo, thing get busy. Um, the biggest thing for me with you and the thing that I can salute is that you found somebody that can make you feel like that era, but also represent this era, and you became active in making sure that that brother got hurt. But man, thing, though, I've been trying to be do that. Bad. I've been trying to do that with everybody out here, and just it was just on some. Mm. I, I don't even know what it was. You know, I was like maybe, you know, like it just didn't it didn't connect the way it connected with shame, and it was just like yo, I I really tried to give everybody game out here because my thing is for me the the opportunities that I've received and the life that I lived, I like to talk about it, but I want to talk about it with people that will experience the same thing because I don't want it to make it seem like I'm bragging to nobody. Just right. because you never did it, I don't want you to feel some kind of way about ah, he over here, he's trying to stun on me. Like now, like I'm still excited about a lot of things that I've done and I want you to do it too. You know what I'm saying? So so I can get your perspective on this. Like, yo, what was it like when you went to Paris for the first time? Did you hate it? Because I hated it. You know what I'm saying? Like, them people was wilding out there. And they treated us <laughs> like like third-class citizens. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, I'll never, I, I, I just don't like it. But I want to hear your perspective. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you know, like when I fly, right. fly first class B, I, I don't go to I don't go to the Craig T. Nelson coach in the back. I don't do that no more. You know what I'm saying? But it's, I want, I, want, I want to talk about certain things that I do, like, but it'll seem like regular conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not just talking yeah. just to be talking about some fly stuff with my girl, but this is my everyday. This is, I do fly things every day now. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I want you to experience it. So, right. so, so you can inspire me to do something even flyer, not even on some competing, but it's just like, yo, wow, I never, I ain't do that fly stuff yet. I'm gonna experience that. Like, yo, you did what? Like, oh, hold on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, just, it's just constant elevation. That's all I'll be wanting to do. And like I said, I've been trying to do that since 2005, 2006. You know what I'm saying? To like, to that that new wave that was coming from under us. You know what right. I'm saying? And cause like, cause like, I had that with DV Elias Price. When I mm. went back to, when I went back to New York, when I, when I thought I was not coming back, right. you know what I'm saying? He heard the song Bet That, the one that Crisis produced. 
you know, the champagne popped that, hard times dropped that, that, that record. Mm-hmm. He heard, he heard that punchline when I said something about the, uh, um, I said something, I, I did a punchline about, uh, but, uh, with three different sixes all in the same week. And he was like, yo, bring that kid, bring that kid here. Who is this? And he gave me so much game. So it was like, I know who Christ is. Like, I know like all the hooks you've done. I know all the rhymes you right. did. I know who you run with. Like, you were a hero to me that brought me into your camp. I became a part of the government, government officials. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was putting me on all his mixtapes. He was bringing me out to the clubs and meeting people. You know what I'm saying? But he gave me game. So when he gave me all that game, I was like, I need to reciprocate this. I got to pay this forward. So I was like, look, anybody, like, yo, come get this game. And for the most part, it was just like, you know, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. I was like, yo, y'all, y'all give me the respect, but I'm here trying to give you game and you don't want to fully take it. And I'm like, I'm not here to take anything from you. I'm just trying to make you do better than me. And I think that's foreign to some people mm-hmm. because yeah. like most people don't want to do anything for you if it's going to make you better than them. I want you, like if I'm working with you, I want you to do things that I couldn't do. That's I don't, hell I don't yeah. uh, look, dude, I don't care about like, cause when shame ultimately blows, when he gets to that level, yeah. I, like, yo, he's going to go to a level I've never achieved. And I don't care. I want it for him. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, is this is not, oh, you're you, you doing better than me, so now I gotta feel some kind of way. Like, that is the dumbest thing ever. Like, if, if like, truthfully, him Thanks. blowing up is a reflection on me. So I'm like, yo, like, if he, like, if he wins, I'm like, dog, I, I, I helped cultivate that. I didn't, you know what I'm saying? He's still doing a lot of heavy lifting, but I'm like, yo, yes. you lifted this way, you have a better chance of not hurting your back. <laughs> Lift with your knees, Dang. young man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and and you will <laughs> and you will go further than I ever did. And and then at the end of the day, it, it's like, yo, I know what I was doing this whole time. Like, you know what I mean? So like, I, I want everybody that I ever work with to do better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to think about it. Sky Zoo will tell you himself. I'm I opened the I helped open that door for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why see the cynic who's now Kimba? I that was me. Like, and 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 it's not also like, oh, if it wasn't for me, like, no, I just simply did this. <laughs> they did the rest of the work. I just unlocked the door. That's it. I didn't do nothing else but unlock the door because I recognized who they were going to become before they even did. They knew they were dope. They knew who they were. But I saw Sky Zoo up here. Like, nah, I was like, yo, son, you bad nice. But you, who would you need, homie? Would you want to come down? Come on. <laughs> I love like, it, though. Hey, you know look. what I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, like, yo, like, it's my man 50 grand. Same thing with Kemba. Why well, see the cynic? Like, funny story, he's from my hood. He lived in the building I grew up in. Oh shit. I recorded his older brother. So they had a crew called Frontline. So this is when I was living in New York, running the studio, putting my hood on. They already seen me, like again, they seen me in the, in the, in the trades. They seen me on tour. And they're like, nah, Finn know what he doing. Yo, we, we going to his crib, we going to record. Why well, I see you used to always come, but I didn't realize that was him because one, he was young. 
He was well right. young. So I'm like, I know everybody else that's coming to rap, but YC wasn't rapping. It wasn't like he was like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in the booth next. Like he wasn't doing that. He was absorbing game and I didn't even notice. So you figured this is 2000, uh, so what year was this? This was um, 2000, I think maybe nine, 2010. 2010, this is the blog era, because he was on my album in, on, on the, on the Jamison. So he, he hit me up and was like, yo, can you help me out? He was like, first of all, he was like, yo, this is my, you know, my name YC. You, you used to call my older brother Buchanan. And I was like, yeah, it's my man. He's like, you used to come to my house? He's like, yeah. But he was like, yo, man, I'm trying to get on the blogs, but you know, they're not they're, you know, answering my emails or whatever. He's like, yo, can you help me out? I was like, sure, shoot me your music. He sent that email. I almost threw up. I was like, yo, this kid is stupid nice. Stupid <laughs> night. I picked up my phone so fast. I started texting everybody on the blog. I wasn't even emailing them. I was like, yo, what? I said, what's wrong with y'all? I said, yo, this kid ain't watching this thing. be emailing y'all and y'all ignoring him. I was like, yo, I'm sending you the music right now. As soon as they opened that email up, he was plastered all over the damn internet. Again, I open doors. That's all I do. I just open doors because I understand talent. I know talent. I know it. I, I could be the greatest A&R in the game. I know it. They, like I said, I mean, I, I ain't taking no responsibility for nobody's career. I didn't write their rhymes. I didn't pick their beats. I didn't pay for their studio time. I simply opened a door. And I'm just like, yo, here. Hey, yo, he's nice. Please believe it. You don't, you know, I don't co-sign nobody. And they'd be like, yo, all right, if you say so. And then they hit it on their own. They'd be like, yeah, we fumbled the ball. All right, we got him. We got it from here. And then two years later, that's fine. He's on, he's on the Jamison. That, that, that same video I told you about that my man shot, and I just gave him $100 for the materials, that got on MTV. No doubt. Me and YC descending on MTV, both Hunts Point kids on MTV at the same time. And then Kendrick brings him out on stage. <laughs> like, oh, come on, son. Like, come on, son. Like, you can't be that with a No, and I'm like, yo, again, all I want to do is celebrate this life with everybody I feel is dope. And I'm like, look, man, whatever I can do, if it's only like 1% out of your 100 and I helped you out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I did my job. And this is like, yo, again, I'm pushing culture forward. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a part of this, man. Like, I, I, I've known Tony Tone from the Cold Crush Brothers since I was 11. You know what I'm saying? Like I am, I am part of this. Like I know people. <laughs> it's like if people know me, and I'm like, look, I just want people to, I just want people to experience the things that I've experienced and experience something I, uh, that I probably never will. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? Like, right? Because again, because again, I've succeeded. I've, I've, I've reached a level that I probably thought that you know wouldn't happen. And and it did, and it's like yo, I'm I'm doing like I'm doing better than a lot of people, and it's like, and I don't need, of course, yeah, I, I want I want billions, yeah, of course, everybody does. Who would, you know, yeah. what I'm saying like, like Jay Z said, I want money like Cosby. Who would? But this type of talk showed me you ain't got no pudding, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like, I I, I believe I, I you know what I'm saying again be, because of. Hell, the doors tay and pool open for me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just smart enough to take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like 
yo, like they they put me on the first class lifestyle. Like I was like, what? Yeah, oh, oh, well, this is how we find out we find our first class. Bar set. Okay, now I'm doing that with everybody else. I'm like, look, man, it's just a certain thing that I can't do anymore, and that's this. And I'm like, nah, like, so like the opportunities that I got with, with my brothers, and, and and I'm like. I'm really living the life I always wanted to live. I'm like, yo, I, I rap, I DJ, I produce, I manage, and I book, and I do this all for a living. You know, my dog, I succeeded tenfold. I started off with a pad and a pen, and now look at this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm and I'm, I'm fully respected out here. Like, I don't I don't do no dirt on nobody. I don't try to cheat nobody. I, I keep it 100 with people. Like, I don't got no enemies. If somebody don't like me, that's on them. Like, I don't even. I'm not even trying to do anything else. I'm like, look, if you got to be for me, I'm like, good luck for fishing to find the real reason why you got to be for me. Because like, what did I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's to everybody. And I'm like, yo, I never, I never spoke ill on nobody's name. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? That, like, that mean a lot too. And, and, then, lot. and, and then even people that I had a falling out with, I don't, I don't speak ill of their skill set either. So I'm like, yo, I may not run with, with your man no more, but I'm like, God, ah, he's still dope. Like, like what what does me not like if somebody have to do with their skill set? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm no. like, all right, I just won't champion and wave your flag no more. But if I if I'm asked, I'm gonna tell you what it is. And if it's you know what I'm saying, like you can take it for what you want out of this after that. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like it is what it is. But like I ain't I ain't got no problem with nobody, man. And and I'm 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 living life and I'm winning too much to worry about anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm looking for the next chapter. I'm looking for like, okay, what else can I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, what else can I do in this game? Who else can I help out? You know what I'm saying? Because these, I, I'm doing things I wish we had when we started. You know, when the league started, we didn't have nobody to really put us on game. We had to figure this out on our own. But I'm not a grumpy old man that says, well, I went through it. You got to go through it. I'm like, nah, son. Hove did that. Yeah. So hopefully you ain't gotta go through that. No doubt. That's you know that's what, what it should be every fucking time. That's what it should be, man. I mean, exactly. And, and that's and mind you, I and I, I know earlier you said you don't like to curse in interviews. I usually end up cursing in interviews because I don't curse when I rap. So like at, that's this is where it comes out at. So right, right. Uh, <laughs> but um, I guess yo, like on the on the real, bro. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm I'm so glad that we did this because I've never had an opportunity to have a full blown conversation with you, and I literally feel like. We could talk for hours, and yeah, <laughs> we could go on and on. But um, for right now, for the sake of, of of my listening audience, I know how they get down. So tell the people how they can get with you online or, or whatever the case may be, where they should be following you, and what we can be looking for next. Oh man, I just got rid of all that social media too, so I, I'm I'm on, still on Facebook. <laughs> so like, um, uh, it's uh, Finney and Saint Omer. So you could just like you know at on Facebook, you just like F I N I A N S T period O M E R. It'll, it'll pop up um no but yeah I, I just recently got rid of instagram twitter and um and threads and the only reason i got rid of them because i ain't making no money over there they're not letting me monetize so why am i over there and That's plus funny. i can monetize on facebook and i can monetize on youtube and i'm on youtube as well you can type in my name finney and saint omer just put two eyes so that's for the second so like yeah finney and saint omer the second and just two eyes like I said, that that'll go to that page, and then Golden Era Music is my other page on YouTube. Um, I'm start I'm gonna start rolling everything out on my Golden Era page very soon because the the Finian um, YouTube page that was my my, my TV show uh, Vegan Made Me. It's my cooking show. 
and okay. and and that show was on Foodie TV. So if you have Foodie TV, you can type in my name and then I'll pop up and you see me on TV as well. But um, but yeah, yeah I like check that out. I got yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like that's where you can definitely find me now. But Facebook, I mean, yeah, like that's your best. That's your best bet if you want to reach me there. Reach me there. Anywhere else, like the, the accounts are still active. I'm just not on there. Like I'm not. I'm not responding to anything on there. Like I, I basically deleted all my videos and, and archived all my um, my photos on Instagram. There's only like two two videos on Instagram right now, and it's me oh, saying shit. that I'm gone, and then there's another one saying that uh, it's one of my one, uh, one of my my verses from a song. It's like with a picture of me and music playing in the background. That's it. And it's just like nah, but um, yeah, I don't blame um, you. It's way less to have to. Yeah, way less to try to have to try to keep organized and, and situated too if you do it that way. For right. Sure. But other no than way that, is making more sense for you to be at. I yeah. yeah. But other than that, for, for business, you know, um, if if um finning in at goldenerramusicinc.com and plus my website, goldenerramusicinc.com. So you can see all my videos there, all my albums, all my merchandise. Um, like yo, like that's that's the hub, that's the main hub. So yeah, goldenerramusicinc.com. You can you can just go straight, straight to that. And, and and get busy and, and see everything there because I got I put the whole career on there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but like new That's stuff is coming, new album coming next year. Um, you know, I got I got a legendary producer that's gonna produce that record. I, I, I I'm not gonna say who right now, but just know he got wild plaques mm. on his walls. <laughs> he got and he's mm. giving me that and he's giving me an opportunity <laughs> and he's giving me an opportunity to work with him and like I've worked with him before, but but not in the capacity of an album. So I'm I'm super excited and I can't wait for this record. I, I I'm, I'm gonna call it. We're gonna get nominated for a Grammy. I'm just gonna call it. I'm just gonna call it for next year. Next year I'm gonna put it in contention. I'm gonna go ahead and put it in the air now. I'm gonna be hitting you up soon. Like I, there's a lot of stuff you went to. I ain't know you was into. We should probably we should probably talk. Look, man, uh, you got, I got, you some, got my you got my info. I'm here. I got some shit. I got some shit cooking. So yeah, we we definitely should talk soon. But man, look, thank you so much for your time, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thank you. If nobody else told you, I'm gonna give your flowers now. I know you in New York. I know you be extra deaf, but thank you for what you've done for North Carolina hip hop. Thank you done what you've done for the culture. Period. And thank you uh, for what you're doing for the next generation. Sean Don, aka Finney and Saint Omer. Hey, bro. Thank you. Thank I you. Appreciate we, it. we appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> talk to you soon, brother. Hold it down. All right, boss, Panther politics, y'all know what it is, man. One. Up 